Welcome, everyone. This is Adam Coleman with the Mortgage Planning Podcast. I'm excited to have Dawn Santoriello with us today. Dawn is a certified financial planner, best-selling author, and today we're going to talk a little bit more about the different retirement strategies, both pre- and post-retirement. So Dawn, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here to help your audience and answer any questions that we're going to address today. Well, it's a pleasure. Before we begin, tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of what made you decide to go into financial planning to start with. Sure. Well, as a kid growing up, I always loved money. I was fascinated with making it, putting it in little buckets. Remember those accounting workbooks, those little spreadsheets, I guess, before Excel was a thing. So I would save like all my money I would get from shoveling driveways. We had this apple tree in my backyard and a chestnut tree. So my dad would pay us for picking up all that stuff. So any like lunch money I would get, I would like save it and I'd have little accounts like, okay, this is going to be for my car. These are for my CDs, not the financial ones. Back in the day before we had uh, streaming, we had CDs and then my house. So that was kind of fun. So that's where I got my start of money. And then also because I grew up poor when I was a small child before I was adopted. So I was like, I never want to be poor again. So that's why money just fascinated me. And then I got a little sidetracked. Then I wanted to do the whole acting and modeling thing. Tried that for a few years. It didn't work out. And then became famous by writing a book now <laughs> and then just helping other people's and now I'm speaking so I'm available for speaking events so yeah I'm loving my life loving what I do I get to help so many people change their financial lives manifest their dreams and so then that's how I started it's been 18 years just kind of like flew by <laughs> nice are there any specific niches that you focus on in your financial planning world well I could usually help anybody. Ideally, people who want to have help with their finances, because there's a lot of do-it-yourselfers out there, and they're not going to listen to me. So I don't want to waste my energy when there's plenty of people who want my help. Anyone who's maybe just starting out, I could give them some advice. But specifically, I guess maybe like 35 and up, people who are getting ready to save for retirement, start to kickstart that. They're having families. They need help. And people who are really getting ready to retire within the next five to 10 years. So there's a lot of things that they could do to position themselves. And my specific niche, since I love the law of attraction and manifesting, I kind of attract those kind of people who are similar to me in that regard. So yeah, so people who are nice people to work with, because I'm going to be your person, I'm going to be around for a while. And it's great. I just had, well, this was unfortunate. One of my very first clients, when I first got into the business, they just passed away. And now I'm going on to their beneficiaries and they're like, we've heard about you, Dawn, all through the years. So it's kind of nice. Like I want to be with my clients through their life, their next generation. So we're going to be in this a long time together. So I want to like you because <laughs> I got to work with you. And I'm their go-to resource for anything. If they have any questions, hey, I need a mortgage guy. Who do you know? Well, I know Adam. Go talk to him. So that's kind of who I like to work with. So I can't work with people who know it all. Like there's nothing I can do. So people who are open, want financial help, and want somebody who's going to be there to guide them. Well, no, that's perfect. Well, and you you touched on one of the major things, obviously, that we're going to run through on this call is the retirement planning piece. So digging into that a little bit deeper, you know, a lot of people focus mainly on the tax planning side. That's the big implication when it comes to retirement planning. So we speak about like three different buckets of money where it's like taxable, tax deferred, and tax-free money. So maybe dive a little bit deeper into that. What is your advice when it comes to those different buckets of money? Sure. Let's define okay, what are these buckets of money. So taxable, this would be anything like CDs, money markets, mutual funds, checking, savings. So there's an ideal balance that you want to have in that. 
And that would be six months a year if you're a business owner of expenses. Anything else more than that, you're just going to pay extra taxes. Then we have our tax deferred bucket. And this is what all of America loves. This includes our IRAs, our 401ks, 403B plans, TSPs, 457 plans. And we're told all our life, put all your money in here and life is going to be great when you retire. I think differently. There's an ideal <laughs> balance in that. And that would be usually for a married couple, it's about 350000 For a single person, it's 175000 And where I got that from is there is something called the standard deduction. I have my little trustee tax chart here. For single people, it's $13,850. And for a married couple filing jointly, it's $27,700 in the year 2023. So you want to have enough in just enough in that tax deferred bucket. So that way you could take advantage of that standard deduction. So no more than that. And what that happens is when you take RMDs out when you retire. And I know a lot of people for you, that's a long time away. In 2023, it's age 73. In 2033, it's going to go up to age 75. So for some of us, that's 30 years away from me. But still, it's good to start thinking about this now because we're going to grow all this money in this bucket. We need an exit strategy. Right. And then my favorite bucket, which is where I put my money, is the tax-free bucket. Tax-free, never taxed. So that's the best place. That's where you want to have all the rest of your money. And the tax-free bucket, these are your Roths, your Roth IRAs. When you Roth 401k, if you do Roth conversions, depending on your age, if that makes sense or not. So those are the three buckets. And like I said, you want to make sure, especially when you get to retirement, you're positioned properly because a common myth that everyone I see thinks is that they're going to be in a lower tax bracket in retirement. And that's just not true because of where you have your money. Everyone has their money in their IRAs and 401ks. You could have a million dollars. All those RMDs are going to jump you up into a higher tax bracket. You may even be earning more than you did while you were working. So that's why it's always good to plan early. You're never too young to start saving. You spoke to a, a ton of different financial products and everything there. So I guess a lot of people have this financial order of operations or whatever term you want to use for it, but basically what order in which you invest in things, whether it's 401k, whether it's Roth IRAs, whether it's taxable brokerage, what's your internal financial order of operations that you advise to? Okay. Well, and the first thing before you even start like getting to investing, I want you to save 20% of your, of your income. So, and that's great for people just starting out because if you just got a job, so you have all this money you never, you never had before. So immediately start saving as soon as you can, 20%. Another good pointer before we get into where to put the money, make sure you don't spend more than you earn. And then now you have money, you have this 20%, where are you going to put it? Like I said, you want to have six months of emergency in your taxable account. And that you want to have access to liquid. So a money market, savings, or a checking account, something to get your hands on to. Um, and right now, money markets are paying pretty good. I think I have American Express. I think they just went up to 3.9 or something like that. But again, that's going to be taxable. So we only want a certain amount. Now, if you're young and you want to buy a house, you might need more for a down payment in there. Okay, your 401k, I would invest only up to the match. So if they give you 3%, put in 3%. And what's great now with the Secure 2.0 Act that just passed, in 2023, employers are able to match to your Roth contributions. So definitely for young people, we're in the lowest tax bracket you'll probably see in your lifetime. So definitely put your money in the Roth, Roth IRAs, Roth 401ks. And then obviously each has a unique situation. So meeting with a qualified certified financial planner would definitely help in that. But I wouldn't advise going above 
the match because you want to get that free money, but there's other places you could place that money too. So we've got company match, we've got the Roth IRA. And then, so after Roth IRA, where do you sort of gravitate? Do you go back to the 401k? Do you start doing more Roth conversions? Do you start doing taxable brokerage accounts? What's usually that next step? Well, again, with a taxable brokerage account, you don't want more than six months a year. If you're a business owner, as we saw with COVID, we need to have a little more cushion for that. So if they can't contribute to a Roth, so then what I would do is maybe do backdoor Roth conversions. And for the audience who doesn't know what that is, is that you put money into an IRA and then go convert it to a Roth. And then that's complicated too. It sounds easy, but when you have other IRAs, there's something called the pro rata rule. So that's why you want to work with someone who's qualified in that. You could possibly max out your Roth side of the 401k. But also, if you're younger than 59 and a half, you might want to think about some life insurance retirement plan. That's where I put my money. I spend like $1,000 a month into that. Because what's good is that that's going to build, that's building tax-free. If I take it out the right way, I can use that to go start a business, help pay for my down payment on my house. I have access to capital. So you just want to have different buckets, different products. But yeah, I love Roths, Roth 401ks. I love doing Roth conversions, life insurance, funded the proper way and the right product. Because again, there's a lot of life insurance companies out there, but you have to make sure you can get at your money with the least cost. Does the advice change if somebody's hoping to retire before the standard retirement age? Well, yeah, because now you're going to need to access your money. For example, some like firefighters, police officers, if they work 25 years, and they could actually tap into their accounts at age 50. So that's good. Now, here's another thing too. People who leave work at age 55, if they keep their money in that 401k plan, they could access that without a 10% penalty, just like the people at age 50 with those certain circumstances. So that's why too, you also want to be careful because sometimes doing like 401k to an IRA, that might not be the best situation. If you need income and you left your company at age 55, you could access that penalty-free, but in the IRA, if you roll it over, you can access that penalty-free. So again, that's why it's so important to work with an advisor who knows what you're trying to accomplish, what your goals are, and different things like that. So because each person is different, so I can't really give specific advice to everybody. It all depends on your circumstances as far as that goes. So we've, we've talked about the different programs. Obviously, those aren't necessarily investments. So you have to choose what to put the money in once you decide, all right, I want to do a Roth IRA. I want to do a 401k. Any general advice? I know you can't give specifics, obviously, because it's, it's so personalized. But any general advice on how people at the early stage, where they're more accumulating, what they should be focusing on in terms of making sure that they have something invested in those 401ks or IRAs that they choose? Sure. And I guess this will be general investment advice for everyone. I follow the evidence-based investment philosophy, which that's backed by academic evidence, Nobel Prize winning academic evidence. So, and that's where my money is too. Basically, the tenants are you globally diversify. When I look at a lot of portfolios, a lot of them are just in the US. We want to globally diversify that. Here's another thing that people are going to get, oh, I don't know, I could do this. Don't invest in individual stocks. For the long term, for your retirement planning, that's not a way to go. If you want to go gamble, sure. But we're talking about your retirement savings and making sure you have income in the future. I would not put that in stocks because over the long term, only 4% of all the stocks actually beat the market. The rest of them get what a one month treasury bill returns. So right, like Jack Vogel said of Vanguard, rather than trying to pick the winners, just buy the whole market. Because market returns are really good. Where people mess up 
is that they are their own worst enemy. They listen to the headlines in the news. They read the newspaper. Oh my God, the world is ending. It's crashed. We've never seen this before. We've always been in that place where, oh my God, we've never seen this before. And as long as you stay with your investment schedule, you're going to be fine. The markets over the long term, they rebound. But when you move in and out, try to chase the market, it's not going to work. You'll get nowhere fast. So that brings me to my next one thing. So we're not going to invest in individual stocks. You don't want to time the market because nobody could time the market. So what's more important is actually time in the market. So if you start when you're young, well, like in your 20s, by the time you get to like 65, whenever you want to retire, if you just stay there, your money will grow. But people, they get scared. They're their own worst enemy. They don't have the patience. They feel they need to do something. But when investing is done right, you have your risk tolerance upfront and you invest according to that risk. Again, low cost, globally diversified portfolio, rebalancing it four times a year, which means you're bringing it back to your allocation. So say you're a 70, 30, 70 stocks, 30% equities and I'm talking about index funds when I say stocks, you know. And then if the market goes up to 90, 10, you rebalance again. And then when there's a major drop, like a 30% drop or more, you rebalance again. So that's having like guardrails in place. But you're not going to constantly be in and out trading accounts because you know who's making the money? Yeah, the advisors, whoever's getting commissions on those daily trades. I'm basically fee-based, so I don't get commissions on those. And then my client, I have one client come to me. He's like, I love talking to my guy at XYZ firm. He's like, I got to talk to him every two weeks because I want to know what happens when the market drops. I want him to call me. I'm like, I'm not your girl then because you're going to have so much free time in your hands that you could go take up a new hobby because this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to reach out to you by phone twice a year. Obviously, you could call me more if you want. You're going to get emails from me like every day. So you're always going to be in touch with me, but I'm not going to be constantly moving in and out. So if this is not the right fit for you, then... You could just go your happy way and it will be good. But he's like, no, I really want to do what you're saying. But it's like, he's like stuck on this whole day trading mentality. And I'm like, so that's another thing that I love about my clients too. And that's what they respect too. It's like, I want, I'm, I'm looking out for you. I want the best for you and we're going to work together, but I'm going to tell you my advice. And if I don't think I'm a good fit for you, because I like to think I'm for everybody, but no, I'm not for everybody. So I want to make sure you're happy because again, I have to like you. This is a long-term relationship. You have to like me. We have to have trust because again, we're going to be together for a while and I want to help. I want to see those dreams materialize. So accumulation stage, obviously don't, don't try to get rich quick schemes. Yeah. Everybody focuses on, oh, I need something to be exciting and get money so fast. And it's like, no, it can be boring. It's just yeah. investing for the long term. It might sound boring to you, but start early, stay consistent and don't let crazy fear mongering and news outlets yeah. dictate where you're headed. So talk to the professionals and obviously get somebody like yourself involved that can have a level head and give it when, when it needs to be given, but don't focus on it on a daily basis. You're just going to go crazy. But And it's hard the, too. It's hard when it's your money because you're so close to it. You're so attached to it. So if you give it over to a trusted advisor, they can think objectively, like you said, with a clear head where you're making all emotional. Even the wealthiest people, sometimes fear gets them because it's their money. So that's why they don't manage their money because they know like they're so close to it. So being one step removed actually helps with that. Well, and there's a reason why they say like the market has on average gone up like whatever, eight to 10% a year. And that's nowhere close to what the average person exactly. has actually gotten over that time period is because they get in at the wrong time. They get out at the wrong time and they try to time it and it just never works out in the long run for most people. So 
100%. Does the advice change at all? And I know it does, but I guess in your opinion, how does it adjust as you get closer to that retirement period, maybe five or 10 years before they really do hope to retire? Yeah, it does change because we have to do more at that point, especially because most people who are nearing retirement now, they're in the old paradigm where it's like, okay, put everything in the 401k and do that, the IRA. So we have to kind of unwind that position that's more tax-free. So there's going to be more Roth conversions, which in essence, Right now, it will increase your taxes, but we never go above the 24% tax bracket. So we want to fill that up because tax rates, they say by 2030, have got to increase. We know by 2026, January 1st, if Congress does nothing, they're automatically going to go back to what they were pre the Trump tax cut errors back in 2017. So yeah, so there's going to be more Roth conversions on doing that because again, once you get to retirement, the whole game changes. And accumulation, you, we don't have to worry about something called sequence of returns. But when we get to retirement, everything changes. We only get one chance to do it right. So sequence of returns is, let's say we get three negative years in a row when you retire. Like you and I, okay, we're going to retire. You get three negative years in a row. I don't get those negative years. I get them when at the end of my retirement. You're going to run out of money. I'm still going to have money at the end. And we don't determine that because the day we retire, whatever the market does, the market does. But there's ways to position assets to protect from market volatility and you could take income from there while the market recovers. Because again, spending down money in a down market, your money's going to run out faster. We also have to look at the implications of your social security being taxed. If people have their social security tax, it runs out five to seven years sooner because once you have to pay a tax, where do you get your money? You go back to your IRA where you have the bulk of your money. So now you get to spend that down faster. That's why having those magic numbers in those taxable buckets and tax deferred and tax free bucket, that'll help in some cases eliminate social security taxation. So yeah, when you're younger now, it's great, go do tax free. But for the people who are getting close to retirement, we have to do some planning and get that money to the tax free buckets while we can while taxes are on sale basically right now. Because then we want you to have different streams of tax free income when you get to retirement. So you have different levers to pull when certain things happen, like the market's down, leave the money in the market, take money from your other sources. Well, and that was the next question is kind of what during retirement, how does that change? And you kind of spoke to that where you have diversification and where you're pulling the money from any additional advice when it comes to you've hit that retirement stage. Now, what do you do that's different than what you've done previously? Yeah, one, I would talk to somebody. Don't try to do it on your own. Like I said, you only get one shot and certain things are irreversible. Like I see some people trying to do Roth conversions on their own. Oh, and this was a tragic story. Someone had a Vanguard account. So they went to do a Roth conversion. It was $2 million. They only went to do a partial. They hit the wrong button. Oh, no. Yeah. $2 million in one year, all taxable, nothing they could do. They called Vanguard crying like, oh, my God, I hit the wrong button. Well, they hit the wrong button. Vanguard couldn't change it. You can't go back. There's no do-overs. So that's a huge expensive mistake. And there's plenty of other mistakes, too, because... People think, well, I'm going to do it on my own. I don't want to pay someone their fee. Well, trust me. Vanguard did an alpha study. They said that by working with an advisor who uses Vanguard versus you going to Vanguard on your own, we add 3% to your bottom line. One, the wealth portfolio management. Also, the biggest thing is behavioral coaching, which I kind of spoke to before. Like we're our own worst enemy. So keeping you invested and doing the right and avoiding those costly mistakes. Rather pay 1% than pay whatever that costs in taxes, like $700,000. In taxes, you wouldn't have paid an advisor seven hundred thousand dollars, you know. <laughs> right. So, over the course of the thirty years, that wouldn't have been the case. So, 
that's why it's so important. So people think, oh, it's too expensive. I don't want to pay them their one, one and a half, whatever their percent is. But that peace of mind and knowing that you're going to get to your goals and they're going to look out for you and avoid those mistakes. So that's well worth it. So that's what I would say. Again, some things you don't want to do alone. Investing is one of them. Well, no, this has been super helpful. I appreciate all the information when it comes to the retirement. Any other last bits of information specific to the retirement piece? Any other advice that you'd like to give? Well, you can find out more. You can follow me on my website. I just wrote a new book. It became a bestseller. Manifest and invest. Live your best life. Get your money right. You can go to my website, DS Financial Strategies, and buy that. Or it's on Amazon. And I go further in detail into investment planning, what to do, what not to do, how to save for retirement, how to be tax efficient, how to protect yourself from market volatility. Then I also throw in the law of attraction. So all everyone who out there who likes that, I teach you how to clear your money blocks so you can attract more money and just live a better life, live the life you always dreamed of. And so, Perfect. yeah, that would be watch my videos. I'm all over social media. <laughs> No, I would highly advise go to the website. It's got a ton of helpful information. I'll put a link to that in the description here. So feel free to check that out. You Definitely scan, reach out to Dawn. You can also scan the QR code right here in my Zoom background, if you can see that. Right. Absolutely. Well, it's been a pleasure, Dawn. Was there anything else you wanted to leave us with today? Well, I just want to thank you and to your listeners. And if you have any more questions, feel free to reach out to me. I'd be happy to answer them one-on-one -on -one because again, everybody's situation is unique and I can give you advice one-on-one -on -one and that's more appropriate to you in your specific situation. Absolutely. Well, no, this has been helpful. I really appreciate you yeah. taking the time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks, Don.